They shall go away into everlasting fire prepared for them, and their torment is as a lake of fire and brimstone, whose flame ascendeth up forever and ever, and has no end. 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 16. Hey listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, why does the Book of Mormon warn that a lake of fire and brimstone awaits sinners in the afterlife? Several passages in the Book of Mormon speak of eternal torment in a lake of fire and brimstone, or sulfur, as the fate of sinners who die without having reconciled themselves to God. The prophet Jacob, brother of Nephi, for instance, assured that as the Lord liveth, they who are filthy are the devil and his angels, and they shall go away into everlasting fire prepared for them, and their torment is as a lake of fire and brimstone, whose flame ascendeth up forever and ever, and has no end. This teaching is echoed by additional Book of Mormon prophets, including Nephi, King Benjamin, and Alma and Amulek. Such language is found elsewhere in Scripture. Genesis speaks of brimstone and fire raining down on Sodom and Gomorrah, while another text warns of God sending fire and brimstone upon the wicked. In the New Testament, the book of Revelation, which draws heavily upon apocalyptic language from the Old Testament, uses fire and brimstone to depict the torment of Satan and his followers. While such language raises several interesting questions, an overlooked point is that elements underlying the concept of hell in the Book of Mormon find striking parallel in the ancient Near East. For instance, Old Testament prophets repeatedly employ the metaphor of consuming fire to describe the judgments of God on wicked nations. One example is the prophet Isaiah's vivid depiction of the Lord's impending judgments on the kingdom of Assyria. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue as a devouring fire. The Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard, and shall shew the lightning down of his arm, with the indignation of his anger, and with the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering and tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. For Tophet is ordained of old, yea, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large, the pile thereof is fire and much wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, doth kindle it. This passage speaks of Tophet, which in Hebrew means essentially a fireplace or place of burning. In other words, the king of Assyria, according to this prophetic oracle, was ordained to suffer annihilation on, essentially, a burning pile of wood. Elsewhere in Isaiah, wicked inhabitants of the earth are spoken of as being burned by the Lord in divine retribution for breaking the covenant. And of course, the New Testament's imagery of Gehenna, or hell, as a place of fiery torment, drew its inspiration from the Hebrew Kai ben Hinnom, that is the valley of the son of Hinnom, the valley just south of Mount Zion in Jerusalem, which was immortalized in the Old Testament as the infamous location of fiery child sacrifices to the god Moloch and later as a smoldering garbage dump. Significant convergences between the Book of Mormon's description of hell are also found among the writings of the ancient Egyptians. The so-called Book of the Netherworld from the Egyptian New Kingdom, about 1540 to 1075 BC, contains shocking depictions of the fate awaiting those who are annihilated in the afterlife for failure to properly navigate the underworld. Punishments for the damned in the Egyptian afterlife include being burned alive by fire-breathing serpents, being roasted in fiery pits, and being cut up and cooked in cauldrons. Furthermore, the Egyptians imagined a lake of fire that provided fiery torture for those who are to be punished and destroyed in the afterlife. 
In iconographic descriptions of the netherworld, this lake of fire is drawn as a rectangular or round body where the water is fire, suitably colored in red or given red waves. The consummate damnation described in the ancient Egyptian netherworld texts was total annihilation and non-existence. The goal of all these punishments is to inflict not suffering itself, but rather complete elimination, Egyptologist Eric Hornig writes. The damned are thus frequently designated as eliminated or non-being and negated. They are not, and they should not be, extinguishing their existence in the second or repeated death frequently mentioned with fear in the Book of the Dead. So grave were the consequences, everlasting annihilation, of the second death that the Egyptians composed funerary spells offering protection against such. As seen from the preceding evidence, the imagery used by the Book of Mormon to depict hell finds ample parallel in the ancient world. Nephi, with his background as a learned Israelite with training in Egyptian scribal practice, may have drawn broadly from his ancient Near Eastern cultural backdrop in rendering his theological imagery. That imagery was then picked up and developed by subsequent Nephite prophets, as they naturally found it compellingly graphic. So while the specific language of the Book of Mormon may have been influenced by Joseph Smith's familiarity with the King James Version idiom, its core teachings do indeed seem to find plausible pre-Christian precedent. More important than the linguistic expressions that Scripture uses, however, is the eternal truth the Book of Mormon teaches that this life is the time for men to prepare to meet God. Yea, behold, the day of this life is the day for men to perform their labors. As the prophet Amulek stressed, it is vitally important that men and women do not procrastinate the day of their repentance until the end. For after this day of life which is given us to prepare for eternity, behold, if we do not improve our time while in this life, then cometh the night of darkness wherein there can be no labor performed. While harsh and disturbing imagery of God destroying sinners with fiery torment may understandably be unsettling for modern readers, Latter-day Saints are especially blessed to know that the imagery of hell as a place of burning torture is meant to be understood metaphorically. King Benjamin describes the demands of divine justice as awakening the unrepentant soul to a lively sense of his own guilt, which is like an unquenchable fire whose flame ascendeth up forever, or in other words, never-ending torment. In 1829, the Savior himself explained that endless torment is called endless because God is endless, and thus his punishment is called endless. All who repent can escape those exquisite sufferings. The mercy extended through faith and repentance is such that even those who die without having had an opportunity to receive the gospel in mortality will have such afforded to them in the spirit world. To awaken our minds and hearts to the urgency of needing to repent, the scriptures make strong use of powerful and meaningful words and images. To those who take heed and give diligence, the generous Nephite record is another testament concerning the existence of hell, and explains how one can escape the chains of hell in this life, and an everlasting hell in the next life, through application of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org, and then click on Know why?